Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which starts in about a week. Then we'll discuss two related topics of the week. First, we'll look at earnings estimate revisions by analysts for S&P 500 companies. Over the past several quarters, analysts have been increasing their earnings expectations for S&P 500 companies during the quarter. Did this trend continue in the third quarter? Second, we'll look at earnings guidance issued by S&P 500 companies ahead of the start of the earnings season. Over the past few quarters, more S&P 500 companies than normal have been providing positive earnings guidance. Did this trend continue in the third quarter as well? But first, let's look ahead to the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500. Analysts and companies have been much more optimistic than normal in their estimate revisions and earnings outlooks for the third quarter. However, we'll discuss both estimate revisions and company guidance in more detail in the second part of the podcast. Because of this optimism, the S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 27.6% as of today, compared to the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate of 24.2% back on June 30th. If 27.6% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the third largest year-over-year growth in earnings reported by the index since the third quarter of 2010, trailing only the previous two quarters. These unusually high growth rates are due to a combination of higher earnings in 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. 10 of the 11 sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector, for which a growth rate is not available due to the year-ago loss reported by the sector, the material sector at 91%, the industrial sector at 65%, and the information technology sector at 28%. Looking ahead, analysts project earnings growth of more than 20% for the fourth quarter and earnings growth of more than 40% for the full year. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 20.1, which is above the five-year average of 18.3 and above the 10-year average of 16.4. However, it is below the forward P.E. ratio of 21.4 recorded at the start of the quarter back on June 30th, as increases to earnings estimates have outpaced price gains over the past few months. And during the week, four S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the third quarter. Now let's move on to our first topic of the week, which is earnings estimate revisions on S&P 500 companies by analysts for the third quarter. In terms of revisions, we typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. For those of you that are not familiar with the bottom-up EPS estimate, is an aggregation of the median EPS estimates for all the companies in the S&P 500 into a single EPS estimate for the entire index. During the third quarter, analysts increased earnings estimates for companies in the S&P 500 during the quarter as the bottom-up EPS estimate for the third quarter increased by 2.9% during this period. How significant is a 2.9% increase in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter? How does this increase compare to recent quarters? Well, in a typical quarter, analysts usually reduce earnings estimates during the quarter. During the past five years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter has been 2.9%.
During the past 10 years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter has been 3.7%. And during the past 15 years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter has been 4.9%. In fact, the third quarter marked the fifth straight quarter in which the bottom-up EPS estimate increased during the quarter, which is the longest streak of consecutive quarterly increases since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2002. The previous record was four straight quarters, which occurred from the third quarter of 2003 through the second quarter of 2004. At the sector level, seven sectors recorded an increase in their bottom-up EPS estimate for Q3 during the quarter, led by the energy sector at 23.1% and the materials sector at 10.8%. On the other hand, four sectors recorded a decline in their bottom-up EPS estimate for Q3 during this period, led by the consumer discretionary sector at negative 5.2%. However, it should be noted that the Q3 bottom-up EPS estimate increased by 3.8% during the first two months of the quarter, but then declined by 0.9% during the month of September. This is the largest monthly decrease in the quarterly bottom-up EPS estimate since June of 2020. Five sectors recorded a decrease in their Q3 bottom-up EPS estimate during the month of September, led by the industrial sector at negative 8.1%. However, as the bottom-up EPS estimate increased overall during the quarter, the value of the S&P 500 also increased during the same period. From June 30th through September 30th, the value of the index increased by 0.2%. The third quarter marked the sixth time in the past 20 quarters in which both the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index and the value of the index increased during the quarter. Now let's move on to our second topic of the week, which is earnings guidance issued by S&P 500 companies for the third quarter. At the end of the third quarter, 103 S&P 500 companies have issued EPS guidance for the quarter. This number is above the five-year average of 100. Of these companies, 47 have issued negative EPS guidance and 56 have issued positive EPS guidance. In determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. The number of companies issuing negative EPS guidance is well below the five-year average of 61, while the number of companies issuing positive EPS guidance is well above the five-year average of 39. If 56 is the final number of S&P 500 companies issuing positive EPS guidance for the quarter, it will mark the fourth highest number of S&P 500 companies issuing positive EPS guidance for a quarter since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2006. The current record is 67, which occurred in the previous quarter. And assuming there are no major changes in the positive and negative numbers, the third quarter will also mark the fifth straight quarter in which more S&P 500 companies issued positive EPS guidance than negative EPS guidance for a quarter. This is the longest streak of quarters with positive guidance exceeding negative guidance since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2006. So why are so many companies issuing positive EPS guidance for the third quarter? One of the key drivers is the high number of companies issuing positive revenue guidance for the third quarter. As of today, 87 S&P 500 companies have issued revenue guidance for the third quarter. Of these companies, 22 have issued negative revenue guidance and 65 have issued positive revenue guidance. If 65 is the final number of S&P 500 companies issuing positive revenue guidance for the quarter, it will mark the third highest number since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2006. The current record is 71, which occurred in the first quarter of 2021. At the sector level, the information technology sector has the highest number of companies issuing both positive EPS guidance and positive revenue guidance of all 11 sectors for the quarter. 
in terms of EPS guidance, 27 companies in the information technology sector have issued positive EPS guidance for the third quarter, which is well above the five-year average of 18 for this sector. If 27 is the final number for the quarter, it will mark the third highest number of S&P 500 companies issuing positive EPS guidance for this sector since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2006. The current record is 29, which occurred in the fourth quarter of 2020. In terms of revenue guidance, 43 companies in the information technology sector have issued positive revenue guidance for the third quarter, which is well above the five-year average of 25 for the sector. If 43 is the final number for the quarter, it will tie the mark with the first quarter of 2021 for the second highest number of companies issuing positive revenue guidance for this sector since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2006. The current record is 44, which occurred in the previous quarter. While more S&P 500 companies have issued positive EPS guidance than negative EPS guidance for the third quarter, there has been an increase in the negative numbers and a decrease in the positive numbers relative to the previous quarter. The number of S&P 500 companies issuing negative EPS guidance has increased by 10 compared to the second quarter, while the number of S&P 500 companies issuing positive EPS guidance has decreased by 11 compared to the second quarter. At the sector level, the healthcare sector at plus 5 and the information technology sector at plus 4 have seen the largest increases in the number of companies issuing negative EPS guidance for Q3 relative to Q2, while the healthcare sector at negative 4 and the industrial sector also at negative 4 have seen the largest decreases in the number of companies issuing positive EPS guidance for Q3 relative to Q2. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. Music.